Man, oh man. Things in life really do come full circle sometimes, don't they? Don't they? Man, I don't even know how to start this one out. 2-5 to the Atlanta Hawks. Let's talk about it. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome back on into the show. Like always, if you do enjoy this content, take one second, hit the like button for me. Be sure to subscribe. Let's keep growing the family, man, and hit the bell so you get all the notifications when we drop content or go live. Today, we are back. Sixers get their sixth straight win last night, defeating the San Antonio Spurs in handily fashion. Joe LMB with his sixth straight game of 30-plus points. The guy is on an unbelievable tear to this point. The rest of the team showed up, and uh, things are going a bit better for this squad right now. But yesterday, before the game, just a couple hours before, we were getting hit with some bombs in terms of reports, and that is what we are here to talk about today. So let's get right into it, man. Mark Stein, NBA writer, uh, comes out, and he drops a huge article just talking about you know potential trade instances, not just with the Sixers, but overall, uh, a lot of different situations that are, you know, about to go on in the next month and couple days. I mean, it's January 8th. We are almost just one month away from the NBA trade deadline. Let's just say things are about to get very interesting. But this is the first nugget he puts out. Quote, it was suggested to me this week by one league source to keep an eye on Atlanta as an emerging suitor for Philadelphia Simmons at the Stein line. Now. First and foremost, let's just look at this picture. The fact, like, things really do come full circle sometimes. I can't believe it. I, I Look at this picture again. I, I just want to, you know, preface this for a second. Like, look at this. I still can't believe you passed this up. I, I still can't believe it, man. Unbelievable. Like, where were you looking, bro? Look at Trey Young, how small he looks compared to 2-5. Unbelievable, man. But anyway... This came out from Mark Stein, and just as a little background, a couple days ago we did a uh, a call-in show, and you know there were a lot of great callers, and one fan of the show actually called in from Atlanta as a Hawks fan, and you know I got to be honest, I thought this guy was sipping it a little bit too much. I thought he was crazy, and if you're out there, I am sorry, because how interesting is it that the fact that this guy calls in talking about the Hawks potentially being a trade suitor for two five. And the next day, they come out and say that the Hawks are an emerging team looking to have some interest in 2-5. Like, I don't know if the Hawks' ownership was listening on in or, you know, if we were wiretapped or what. But anyway, I'm actually going to play the clip real quick, just chopped up a bit from what this guy was talking about. So, you know, I'm in a bunch of Atlanta Hawk groups. And, you know, we were discussing some trades because our general manager went on our local radio station. Uh, this. Uh, dissatisfied on how the team is performing defensively. So, you know, I've been in Hawks group and I've been, you know, uh, just kicking the tires on Ben Simmons. Um, you know, past couple of games have been giving up 120, 130 points per game. Now, granted, you know, we met some players in the COVID protocol. The Atlanta Hawks actually lost last night as well to the Los Angeles Lakers, who haven't been that hot recently. I mean, they're starting to heat up a little bit, but still nowhere near a finished product. And, you know, the Hawks have lost five of their last seven. They're sitting, I think, at 10th in the Eastern Conference. I think they're four games under 500. It's just not looking pretty for a team that went to the conference finals last year. And I had a feeling there would be a team like that. And Atlanta just doesn't seem to be on the same level. It almost seems like last year was kind of like one of those magic runs that they were on, especially given the circumstances. And, you know, 
According to this caller and according to a lot of the Hawks fans, you know, I don't watch every Hawks game, but I've been keeping up a little bit here and there. Um, and this caller, look, shout out to you. I hope I see you down in the comments section. You were absolutely right. Maybe they are looking for some potential interest. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting. It's very interesting um, that the Hawks could end up being a team that could kind of come around, you know, because I feel like at this point, um, there just are not a lot of those top targets, those top guys that Daryl Morey is seeking. So it almost seems like at this point in time, we're waiting for one of those teams to come out of the blue, right? A team that might need some really good defensive help or a team that you just never expected that may be on the downfall. And right now it seems to be like the Hawks could be one of those teams, but what could get this done? That's another interesting story. Do the, the Hawks have any guys that Daryl Morey thinks puts the Sixers over the top? I don't know. Other than Trey Young, who obviously is not going to be moved by the Hawks. You look at the contracts, I mean, maybe if you wanted to throw John Collins in, but do the Hawks want to do that? I think, you know, I, I don't think that's a realistic possibility. And how would he fit, you know, alongside Tobias Harris? That just doesn't seem too feasible in my eyes. Um, other than that, maybe you look at Bogdanovich or Gallinari, try to throw some of these guys together. Obviously, the other day, with the caller, we talked about Cam Reddish. You know, there's been a lot of talks. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to get extended? I think that's a really nice young wing that could come right in and contribute for the Sixers team. You know, are you throwing draft picks to the Sixers? Then try to go in that direction if they think, oh, well, you know, there's not much we can get. I don't think so. I actually don't because we'll talk about it in a second, but there's a lot of talks thinking that this could even go on the entire season. Do you go for... Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, or someone like that and settle for that in picks? Or do you wait and still try to cash out on that top player? The thing is, it's really hard given this point in time because, you know, he's not coming back. 2-5 is not coming back to this team despite what everybody thinks. And I just don't see us having a way to convince him to try to come back and raise his value. I think the partnership or whatever you want to call it is done. Um, it's very unfortunate, but that's where the Sixers are at this point in time. And you know, there's just limited options, you know, and, and I mean, it. there's definitely young, talented wings and guards as it relates to the Hawks, but the question is, does it move the needle for Daryl Morey? And I really don't know. But anyway, the next part of what Mark Stein had put out came out and it said, you know, the Sixers' foremost aim, uh, some 30 days away from the trade deadline, remains trying to convince 2-5 to come back and play for them this season, league sources say. Um, you know, at, at this point, I'm like, should I lose my mind? You know, is this even legit? Do we even believe this? It, who believes what anymore? You know, we've heard these different reports for the last months. I'm just here to report on it. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, you would probably then ask the question, why do you you put this out on the same day as you put that out? I mean, in the other case, it seems like, you know, the Hawks are the ones gauging the interest here. It kind of seems like, well, like I just said, Daryl Morey doesn't see anything surveying the field that really you know, lights up his eyes. And, and maybe at that point, it's like, let's just keep this going and see where we can get at, you know, the rest of the season or in the off season. But in my opinion, with the way Joel Embiid is playing, you know, he is at an MVP level. In my eyes, he is the MVP. Uh, look at the numbers with and without him. He has been the most valuable to his team. And if you're just watching these games, the way he's playing, it's really just ridiculous. It's unfathomable at some levels. To see that he's still working on his game. In fact, Joel Embiid is even becoming a better facilitator as the Sixers don't really have that main point guard uh, on the floor every night right now. And 
you know, I just think with the way Embiid's playing, it's like he's really peaking. You know, last year, this year he's playing, honestly, even better as he's been healthy. And, you know, I, I just don't see us being able to waste another year of Joel Embiid. If we don't trade 2-5 at the deadline, and it brings up something that I put out on Twitter yesterday. Again, follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. I put out a poll. Um, are you getting worried that a 2-5 trade might not happen before the trade deadline, and 65% of the people say yes. Is it time to start panicking? I don't know. We still have four weeks to go, um, but as we sit here and, you know, with the whole situation, we haven't heard a lot of noise lately. I'm hoping that it starts to heat up the next couple weeks. We're hearing the Kings, this and that. By the way, another thing that could happen with the Atlanta Hawks is maybe a three-team deal. I feel like we've said that every single trade scenario. Maybe, you know, the, the Hawks send Cam Reddish and a couple picks our way and, Maybe another bench player and then another team sends something that they think, uh, you know, in Daryl Morey's eyes would put the Sixers over the top. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of deal scenarios to be made, uh, but the next four weeks are really going to tell the story. But let me know. Do you think that it's time to start getting a little bit nervous about this whole situation? Do we keep this going on the rest of the season? I mean, I think that would just speak so many volumes to Joel Embiid and the fans in terms of where we're at. I think that would literally be disrespecting and beat in his greatness this year. He needs help. This is the time, in my opinion, to push it all in, go get it done, and you got to make something happen, Daryl. Like I said, and people think that I just hold him on this golden standard without any criticism. All I'm saying so far is that his hands have been tied. But if we go this deadline and no moves are made, well, guess what? There is going to be some huge criticism coming from my way. So, uh, Daryl Moore, you have to get something done, man. I know it's a tough situation. It's not your fault per se, but at the end of the day, um, you're a, you're a talented, very good in my eyes, GM, you got to make something happen. So we will see, uh, how this goes, but the Atlanta Hawks with all of this, bringing it full circle from the playoff series of the way it ended to just collapsing, folding like a tent in that playoff series, going out without no heart and desire. Could you imagine a way that two five ends up in Atlanta? Those fans, I don't think, um, you know, he would be able to play the same way. I mean, they're a pretty tough city as well. So, you know, I don't think they would let things fly either. But those are just my thoughts. I want to hear from you. Give me all your thoughts down below in the comments section. Like always, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.